Hey everybody, it's Andy Little here from the EM Over Easy podcast, bringing you our first episode of 2021, Do You Agree? Where we had the chance to sit down with guests Charlie Nadiety and George Willis to talk about all the different ways you can answer this question and how some may be more annoying than others. So sit back and relax as we tackle another fun conversation here at EM Over Easy. George and Charlie, thanks so much for hopping onto the show. And so we're going to let John introduce uh, this next segment. Well, I tell you, once again, I uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with all of you guys. These guys have worked with me long enough to know that I'm very interested in the psychology and science of medicine, and I really like some of the things that happen. And so I like to just kind of take topics that come up on a shift or staff meeting or somewhere like that. And I like to twist them up a little bit and I, I want to see how people think. And so this phrase was brought up to me in the past and I've heard it and I'd never paid a lot of attention to it until I started hearing it more and more. And then it became kind of an earworm. And I heard administrators say it. I heard physicians say it. I heard nurses say it. I've heard patients say it. And I think you may have heard it too, if if you agree with me. The thing is, we all like to be right. Uh, We all did a lot of school and we all, you know, worked really hard and we generally pretty good people trying to do the very best we can. And so you've got a patient or a family member or or somebody and you talk about what you'd like to do for them. And the patient's uh, family member is a, is a physician. You finish up your plan and you're going to, you're going to send them home with close out patient follow-up and you spelled it out great. And the patient's family member in the room looks and says, well, you know, I don't disagree with you. Uh, Tarlin made the face. Good, good. Uh, Because I'm glad you expressed the same thing that many of us feel. When somebody says to you, I don't disagree with you. And so I'd like to dig in just a little bit on that phrase and maybe why it's used. And maybe we use it. Maybe you guys use it. And there are times where you may. This again, you all know that these are not value judgments. So if that's a a common phrase for you, it's important to think about why you use that phrase. Words that we use really do matter. And it's important to understand sometimes what the intent is behind that. And are there better ways to use that? So uh, I'm going to open it up. Uh, Tarlin, you look like you've got something to say about that. What do you think about when you hear the phrase, I don't disagree with you? Yeah, I mean, there is this sort of visceral reaction. And I think a lot of it has to do with what we're filling in the space with, right? You know, the intent may be completely different. The person saying it may not mean it in any sort of malignant or negative way, but the the perception is what's important. And whether you're the one kind of delivering the line or receiving it, I think we have to leave first some room that, okay, my perception of what they're trying to communicate may not actually be what I'm thinking. And so for me, it's the first thing I have to do is check myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have an immediate reaction, but I need to kind of check that reaction and recognize like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing this a certain way. And I've, I've already filled in, you know, like lines and lines of text of what this person is trying to convey to me with this very brief sentence. And I, I may not be right. (laughs) I may be incorrect in that translation. And so I think the key is just first to find out what it is that they're trying to convey. And so maybe the next step is actually to dig a little deeper. Okay, you know, so you don't disagree. Is there a, you know, and then maybe use that as a way to prompt 
further conversation. You know, maybe there's something that they're thinking that hasn't occurred to me and I have to leave myself open to that. Maybe there's a test that they want. Maybe there's a diagnosis that they're concerned about. And, you know, particularly when it's coming from a patient or their family member, you have to leave that open that there's, there's something else that they're trying to communicate that I need to be open to and, and acknowledge because I can, you know, do a million dollar workup. And if I don't answer that one question or, or address the one diagnosis that they're most concerned about, then I've pretty much failed and they're going to leave very unhappy. So I think the first thing is, is sort of acknowledge that, that visceral reaction and then realize that, okay, you know, I'm perceiving this a certain way. Let me open the door for more questions and, and dig in a little bit with this person. I'm just going to jump in here and, and say I 1,000% agree. I can't lie. I have used this phrase before. Awesome. <laughs> Most of the time I'm speaking to George, consultants. you're not going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> So most of the time when I was speaking with consultants and it's almost, I don't know if it's a learned thing that I picked up in the, for the years, or if it's something where I just feel like as a person who uses it, I'm trying to acknowledge what they think is going on. But at the same time, I'm trying to get my point across as well. And a lot of times, very similar to what Tarlin was saying, a lot of times what I find myself doing when I hear it from on the receiving end as well as when I'm giving it is that the person who's saying it oftentimes just wants validation. They want to know that you have considered their thoughts, especially. So especially with family members who are physicians, which is by far the most common time that I've heard this, you know, did you think about this or did you think about this? I don't disagree with you, but the thought process in, in my head when I receive those thoughts is they're not necessarily disagreeing with me, which is what they just said. But it's also the whole fact of, I want you to validate me and what I am thinking. And certainly, you know, the thing that I think is more important than anything else is, is to acknowledge that you have thought of what they are considering, or at least are willing to consider what they're considering. And that the validation oftentimes that they need is just that reassurance. Well, I do think about that, but... I don't see clinical signs or the history is not really consistent or, you know, there's not really a lab test that I can do or an imaging study that I can do in the emergency department that's going to make that diagnosis. And if you just say that to them, a lot of times they will accept that and move on. Sometimes it takes a little education, especially when I'm dealing with some of the non-clinical diagnoses. I've had probably three cases where I've had a pathologist tell me, did I consider such and such? And I'm like, whoa, buddy, get to the clinical side and then we can start having a conversation. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of real estate between when I see them and when you see them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they oftentimes are just looking for that validation that that you're at least considering what I'm having happen when I'm saying it. You know, I think that this is what's going on. I want you to at least consider that. And then if, if a consultant tells me, well, I don't think it's that because, you know, the CT scan wasn't consistent or the white blood cell count wasn't elevated enough, <laughs> which is my favorite thing to hear. And then I will make my adjustments to the conversation, well, I think you're wrong, or I don't necessarily agree with you. Now, I'm not going to say I don't disagree with you. Now, I don't agree with you. <laughs> and then we we progress on. But it's that validation that I think is is necessary for a lot of people who use that phrase. You know, when I hear this phrase, I immediately flash back to the movie Catch Me If You Can uh, as they're standing there in the hospital, as opposed to the, uh, why didn't I say concur? I think the opposite. Why didn't you just concur? Why couldn't you just concur with me? I unfortunately get this in a non-clinical professional setting a fair amount, which brings on a whole different uh, visceral reaction. Just when uh, John mentioned this, I think my heart rate spiked uh, uh, 20, 30 beats per minute uh, just sitting here in my chair. And it's one of those professional things where you wonder why when we're talking about something non 
clinical. And I can almost understand in a clinical setting where the, I don't disagree, but I don't fully agree conversation come into play. How Tarlin or or George, how do you deal with this in the professional non-clinical setting when something like this comes up? Well, so I have experienced this as well in the non-clinical setting. I also coach football, and that is a very common place for me to get it. <laughs> on the football field. As a football coach, you know, um, I played college football, so I went to Duke and played college football. And it's funny to see people who either have never played football who are coaching or have just coached and not had any playing experience where I'll discuss some things that I think are important and they go, well, why do you think that? Well, I, I lived it for better part of half of my life, playing football all my life. And so they will bring up something and I'll say, well, I don't disagree with you, but, or they will say it to me. It's not really different. I don't think, I think, again, they're looking for that validation. And once they get it, they oftentimes will either shut down or they'll argue. And I find that more commonly in the non-professional or in the non-clinical setting is that they're more willing to fight or (laughs) argue significantly that their point is more valid than your point that I don't see as much in the non-clinical or in the clinical setting. More commonly in the clinical setting, people are either inclined to say, okay, or, well, I disagree with you, but they're not willing to, you know, voice that desperate kind of lob throw of of an argument as much as in the non-clinical setting. At least that's been my experience. I think I don't disagree it depends on who's saying it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if it's, Absolutely fair. You know, it, it sometimes it's a win, you know, <laughs> depending on who you're talking no, you're to. Right. If someone says, I don't disagree, you're like, okay, great. You know, like I'm done. It's yeah. done. I moved um, the needle partic- far enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And especially if it's somebody who normally likes to banter or likes to argue, I don't disagree is a very nice end to the discussion. And I'm I'm okay with that. I will tell you that for me, what gets under my skin even more is the agree to disagree. I hate agree to disagree because there's really not, there's no true resolution to whatever was happening, whether it was a consultant, whether it's outside the hospital, agree to disagree, just it's sort of, you just leave it flapping in the wind and (laughs) there's nothing, nowhere to go from there. But, you know, I don't disagree is okay with me if, you know, if the person who's delivering that line to me is somebody who normally would argue their point to the end. To me, that's a win. Yeah. The agree to disagree to me. When people say that, I'm like, so I spent the last eight minutes for nothing. Yep. Yep. This is awesome. Where again, I think that don't, I don't, I don't disagree as much as I hate it as a vernacular. It's better than been some of the alternatives. Yeah. So, so that is very interesting. And I like where you guys headed with that because here's my question for you. So I actually spent some time now chewing on why this phrase, and I agree, there's a lot to do with what the intent behind the person is and clinical and not clinical. And is this part of the niceties of medicine that we sometimes we do? And is that why it feels worse when it's an administrative? So when you say to someone, I agree, you are a validating them as George pointed out, you're also on their side now. And lastly, you've eliminated the other two possibilities, which is I don't agree and I don't care or have enough information to make a decision or that middle ground. But when you say I don't disagree, you actually still leave two possibilities on the table. You could agree or you may not 
actually agree with the whole thing. So maybe there's a piece or part of it. And I think that's the most common use that people have. But if you were talking to a consultant and they say agree to disagree, which by the way, I also hate that phrase, but haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it. If they just simply said, I disagree, would it be more palatable? Because they're disagreeing with you. When Andy, when you said you've spent eight minutes trying to convince them, either case you failed. Agree to disagree just seems almost a little more snarky because it's like, yeah, I concede you may have a point, but I don't care to invest any more energy into the brain of thinking about it. I really think instead of saying, I don't disagree, there are some other phrases that we could use that would be so much better. Like, I agree with most of what you said, but I'm thinking about this. Or, man, Dr. Willis, I I agree with your admission. I I think that sounds like a really hard case, but I I don't think they need to be in the ICU. I think that we could probably manage this on the floor, right? Give them the specifics of what it is. But sometimes it's just as easy as this. And this is the case that's particularly for Drew. I watched as his head just separated from the rest of his body with a whistle as it went into orbit was what the person said was, I don't disagree with you. And what they meant was, I'm not really qualified to state an opinion here, but I think you're wearing an awesome vest, which it's a very different thing, right? So it's an interesting topic that when you say, I don't disagree, I think deep down the frustration for a lot of us is that you really didn't, you left two options still on the table. Do they really agree with you or are they somewhere in the middle and they're just not getting to the point? And so I think that may be part of why this word phrasing feels so yucky. I'm going to take some cues from the peanut gallery. If you guys have been following the the chat at all, which of course the guests can't see, but to me, it's, I feel like it's almost a lazy term when they say, I don't disagree. I feel like there's so many better choices of words that can be put together to convey a better, a better theme. Some of which have been come up in the, in the, um, in the thread. So Salim Razai, who's I guess here by proxy now, cause he's, he's in watching us. He uses the term. Can you explain to me why you think that? Because I think the issue with I I don't disagree is it, it it's a fu- it's a finality thing, like there's no more conversation where really it should be I don't agree with that or can you explain to me why you think that is definitely a lot more conversation starting and helps us go the right way. And then Molly brought up the point which I love is we have different opinions. What things are you picking up on that lead you to a different direction? So actually, kind of trying to tease out the differences between you and me, rather than just having a finality, again, kind of lazy comment of I don't disagree. So there's a couple of things. One, I think a lot of the reasons why I have a visceral reaction to I don't disagree is it sounds like a double negative. Mm-hmm. Do not disagree. <laughs> yeah. You can look at it the opposite say, oh, well, then you agree with me then. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean the opposite. That's right. It's It sounds so negative when you're thinking about it. You know, well, why didn't you just say you agree with me? But I think you hit the nail right on the head. A lot of times there are two ways that you can interpret that. And that, that one that I think that you, that people most commonly use this for is for the one where they agree with a part of what you said, but not necessarily with the whole thing. And, and I think that changing the way, and I've, I've actually done that on several occasions where, oh, I don't disagree, but let me instead say something else. Well, I agree with you that the white count isn't elevated. However, the CT scan shows that there's appendicitis and I think you, need to, think you need to take this patient to the operating room. Instead of saying, well, I don't disagree with you, but the CT scan shows that there's appendicitis. <laughs> so I think acknowledging the fact that they're thinking something that, that you said is true, 
at least a portion of what you say is true, but then they can express their point, I think would be a lot more palatable than to use that phrase. To use the phrase, I disagree completely, just opens the door for me to say, oh, oh, really? You disagree, <laughs> do you? Oh, okay. Well, now let me see. Let me see what your thought process is. <laughs> Aim on in that situation, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's their, I guess, politically correct way of saying, I'm not going to say I disagree with you. However, I'm going to say that I'm acknowledging your point and then saying that I also disagree with you. <laughs> yes. I think anything that leaves the door open to the conversation is a good thing, right? And I think I disagree just, it just, it's so, it's just closure yeah, and it's, exactly. you know, and, and then you have to dig, then, you know, then the onus is on you, right? Yep. Like, well, what do you disagree with? What part of what I said do you disagree with? Is there one part of it that you might agree with? What's happening here? Whereas, you know, I don't disagree. There's the but dot, dot, dot. And so that but dot, dot, dot is important, you know, and it's, it's okay, well, let's dig in a little more and how else can I convince you or what more is it that you're looking for? That almost seems more palatable than just the hard, I don't disagree, that uh, the uh, yeah. I disagree. I yeah. disagree. Yeah. yeah. I think I disagree is uh, more palatable when the person disagreeing is the final decision maker. When it's just, we've discussed it, we've talked in circles till the words ran out and now I'm just disagreeing. And there we go. My thoughts behind this, and you guys keenly navigated yourselves there, is really how you address this. I particularly don't care if you continue to use the phrase, I don't disagree, as long as you, yeah. Drew does, as long <laughs> as you clarify, right? So if somebody said to you, I don't disagree with your premise, the question I have is, how are we going to XYZ meet the metric? Because that's really what leaves us yearning. It's like, what? It, because of that ambiguity of leaving those two options on the table. So as several of our uh, panelists who have noted in the comments and as well as uh, George, Charles and Andy and Drew, it has a lot to do with who you're talking to. So there actually are some things that on the receiving end of the, I don't disagree you can do. And this is what I like to use it for. If I find that I'm about to say to someone, or I've just said, I don't disagree with you. I try and push pause for just a second and figure out what it is that I'm trying to convey because I recognize how much it annoys me more so Drew, which is funny, but I realize how much it annoys me. And so I try and give some context to it in that I like 90% of what you said, but I'm ambiguous on this one detail. And could you fix that? And the other one is when it's more of a global when I feel like I just maybe don't have enough information yet and what they're saying seems plausible or like a good idea, but I don't know that I'm a hundred percent on board. Like I, I don't know that I'm going to go out and back that. So the phrase that I like to use then, or I like to mention then is um, I feel like what you're saying is incomplete. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Then you're neither committing yourself. You're, you're actually committing to that third rail, which is actually the hardest one to thread, which is when it's either not your issue to care so much about, and that's hard to tell people that you just really don't care, but you don't, and or you're just not informed enough about it. And it's hard to be the person that just says, I just, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion. And it's easy when, you know, somebody wants to argue me like thermonuclear physics, because I can squarely land right in the middle, don't know enough about it to, no opinion, could be great, could be wrong, don't know. But we have a lot of knowledge about the house of medicine and as emergency physicians where we dabble in just about everything, I think that is the hard part for us to, to land in. 
So John, I think this is a great place to end. We want to thank Tarlin and George for coming on and John for bringing this awesome conversation and for the ACOAP giving us the platform to do this. We look forward to future episodes in conjunction with the ACOAP. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages at emovereasy.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram.